0: You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and the interview subject that you've tuned in to hear. The fellow that features on this particular edition of the podcast is Jordan Wilson from the emerging Sydney act, Under. Now the reason for the conversation is to promote their new single, their first actually. It's called Relentless and there's an excellent video online that I encourage you to go and have a look at during the course of your day there. So let's have a listen to what Jordan has to say. Here we go. Andy calling for our chat. Sir, how are you? Good. How you doing? I'm good, man. Good, man. What's what's the day held for you up good? to this point?
1: The day. I'm um, been. I'm in this video at the moment, playing some piano.
0: Awesome. Been <laughs> out of the rain. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds great. Which like, studio are you in of, at the moment? It's kind of nice.
1: Um, I'm actually at a dance studio where. Um, My brother works, and I'm just here playing. There's a couple of pianos here, so.
0: Sweet. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. So. So that's that's your beautiful playing that I can hear on uh, the uh, single Relentless. Then is that the case?
1: Actually, yeah, I don't have don't play usually play a lot of piano on recording, but that is me.
0: That's good, man. Um, Yeah,
1: because we have a We have a virtuoso piano player in the band, but yeah, that's me playing on that track.
0: Oh, nice nice uh, tempo, actually, on that one there. I'm a musician myself, and I listen to these sorts of things, and I love the way it's just pulling at the beat a little bit. It just gives it a bit of white-knuckle tension, I think, you know, especially with the way that it yeah. really opens up at the end there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to create like an opening of some sort in it, you know? Hmm. Um, and I think the bridge in the last
0: chorus kind of does that, which is cool. Yeah, that's a very that's a Think very piano nice. Too, too, yeah. No, I, I play bass and guitar. I you know if there's a piano around, oh, I'll it's... sit down and try to bash out Rocket Man or something like that. But nothing too serious. <laughs> <laughs> nothing too serious. Um, no. But it's yeah, I, I do love the piano. I must say, I was just talking to a heavy metal artist yesterday from Italy. Yeah. Uh, Luca Turilli, and he's yeah, right. practically migrated across from the guitar to keyboards almost full-time. I think you are saying, I'm paraphrasing him here, of course, but he's someone who's known as like an Eddie Van yeah. Halen-style guitarist in terms of his technical ability, right. Is he's that competent, and he's started to create a yeah. lot more music using keyboards. So they're, they just present so many tonal options don't they the guitar does as well but there's yeah. you know you've got to be in the mood for the guitar i think the piano is just one of those beautiful instruments that whether you're in an airport bar and it's being played over the loudspeaker yeah. <laughs> or you're in a, a, a dance yeah. studio there where it can really fill the room that it's just a welcome accompaniment
1: yeah, absolutely I, I think i do i really do two different styles you go either piano and the guitar and it's like two different complete different things at the moment um yeah, I just get a different, a
0: completely different vibe from it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's with, a
1: welcome change.
0: So, with Relentless, did you start writing that on the keyboards, or did that come later?
1: I think I had it. That started on the guitar, um, as sort of the main structure of the song, but I hadn't played it. I had it written a while ago, and I just hadn't played it, and didn't want to play it on the guitar. And, and um, then I started recording with Galen, um, in the band, and it just seemed like. I just kept gravitating towards the piano at that particular time. Like, I'm coming back mm-hmm. to the guitar a bit now. Um, yeah, Yeah, it was like a two-year thing where I just only wanted to play the piano, really.
0: So were you self-taught or did you get lessons? Uh, I think I had some lessons
1: real early, like, you know, kind of bow-tie bow tie, six-year-old type of thing. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> um, But I didn't really carry through with it. And, yeah, I think both... I never carried through lessons. I got I got lessons for the guitar and the piano, but probably maybe for a year each. Mm. Um, quite young, and um, and then sort of mostly self-taught or friends, obviously teach a lot
0: of things. Yeah, I've probably got a claim on the same way. I've I did lessons for 12 months, like you, on the bass. Actually, starting started yeah. on the bass, believe it or not, and I I just always loved John Deacon's playing at a Queen. Steve Harris from Iron Maiden, these guys, I just love the way that the music was so, it sounded so fat and chunky and you could just seem to drive the beat. So that's why I chose bass. But I just found that because I wasn't getting into the uh, AMEB stuff, you know, I wasn't actually doing the tui- the, the exams mm. and all the rest of it. I was learning a lot of Beatles songs, yeah, and Eagles songs that my teacher yeah. was teaching me, and God, to a fourteen-year-old kid back in 1993, that's not exactly what I was signing up to play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love it now, yeah. of course. I think it's fantastic no. music now, but not back then. But uh, yeah, the guitar came a little bit later. No, I know for what me. you mean. Yeah, the guitar. The guitar. It's a, good, gu- end. It's a good entry. Yeah, I think if you do it for a year like what you've done, at least you've got a firm grounding in the technique and then it's really up to you where you take it. That's always been my philosophy.
1: Exactly. Yeah, no, totally. I have like, I sort of um, stayed away from lessons under some advice from other people like to try and get your own style really, you know, um, to like overly, being overly te- technical. Um, but, you know, like as I get older, I do, you know, you see there's all sorts of different ways to do it, but yeah, the bass, all I was going to say, the bass, my God, what an instrument, you know, mm. it seriously makes, makes tracks.
0: It's interesting you say that, yeah, because there are some songs that you just can't even hear it it's not even really there and they've not used yeah. it as a writing implement either, so therefore it plays no role. But yeah. I, I uh yeah. I've always felt that if you need any groove you have to have bass. It's as simple as that. For the music to move, yeah. it needs to have that fat wavelength just sitting underneath the mids of the guitar and between the bass drum and without yeah. it the music just does not move.
1: Yeah. No, I, I love a good a good
0: bass line. <laughs> what's your what's your sure. favorite bass line? Have you got a couple of favourite ones?
1: I like what um you know, like more like the kind of the it's not quite honk tonk, but it's kinda of like plop 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 base of like you know, like you listen to Alice Harding?
0: No, tell me about it.
1: Oh, Alice Harding is a great songwriter from New Zealand. Okay. Um and just where she has her where she has her base sitting is kinda of like it's kinda of like I like to hear, you know, sort of chugging, yeah, got chugging along. Um, Yeah, a lot of um, Dylan live kind of recording. (laughs) I like the bass in that. Oh,
0: wow, okay, yeah. Um,
1: I think the Desire Desire record, the bass playing in that record, is
0: probably one of my favourites. Yeah, I tend to come from uh, a bit more of a heavy metal school, so guys like Bob Daisley. He's from Sydney, he's born and bred in Sydney, but he wrote uh, Aussie Osborne yeah. songs for him through the 80s, and a lot of people sort of are, just cluing into that, this fella from Sydney went over to the UK and hooked up with a bunch of great bands and eventually arrived in Aussie's band and saved his career, as far as I'm concerned, um, by writing wow. all this wonderful stuff, but his his bass lines are like James Jamison, you know, that all-time great R&B bassist yeah. who's on just about every yeah. major Motown hit you could probably poke a stick at. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's very similar to him, man. It's just a joy to isolate his, his melodic playing in and amongst the mixed, and just turn it up a little bit and and enjoy what he does. And what about Thundercat? You around? What he does? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, I don't mind some of the hip hop plays. I think um, I. I don't come from any school, so to speak, so don't get me wrong when I say this, yeah. but I just tend to gravitate towards some of the, uh, like Jaco Pistorius, there's another one, a slap player too, like yeah. uh, Larry Graham. If if I could, all of my kids' paintings and drawings that they've done for me over the years weren't up here. I used to have a, I'm covering my big picture of Larry Graham as I'm staring at it right now, but as I say, my kids' pictures and stuff, are yeah. pasted over the top of it. But no, the Ooh. Brothers Johnson, uh, a lot of the funk guys, uh, Bernard Edwards yeah. out of Chic. These are the guys that... It's really weird for me, man, when I was a kid because I really loved hard rock and heavy metal, but when I started to play, I actually yeah. found that I much preferred to mimic the these great uh, R&B and disco artists, R&B, disco and funk artists. Yeah, so, right. Consequently, as a lifelong Probably fan... Probably a good, good point, yeah. Well, it's, I think it's just because I, I like bass excellence and there wasn't a great deal of that. You really had to dig and discover that in heavy metal, but with with yeah. disco man it's pretty much the most prominent stringed instrument actually you know um
1: yeah
0: and, yeah. and like earth wind and fires bass player sorry whose name escapes me at the moment yeah. just unbelievable totally. stuff you know just i, I yeah. i'm very guilty of being on the highway because i used to do a lot of highway driving and getting that stuff and cranking right. it. for work or <laughs> we well, had yeah, a bit of work yeah i used to work for, <laughs> used to work for telstra and i used to do a lot of traveling um in, in regional, not remote, but regional locations, and in my jeep, and yeah, and I just crank up the music and make phone calls in between. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all yeah, on yeah. all on a hands free kit, yeah. of course. I'm not saying I did anything illegal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course, all speaker. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But uh, let's talk about this this track again, okay? Because what I did, yeah, I wrote down for the benefit of the listeners, because of course I host a podcast too, so people will be listening into this and. They won't have a clue what your music yeah. sounds like. So here's my best comparison for the listeners' benefit. So sh- okay. shades of Sydney band Art of Fighting blend into One Republic, which mingles with haunting keys and some white knuckle tension. Okay, so I've already mentioned those last two <laughs> things. But what do you think about what do you think about the Art of Fighting and One Republic comparisons?
1: Um, I don't really know uh, those bands. I guess like I've definitely heard of the Art of Fighting. Um, you need to. You'll need to kind of
0: explain to me more about what they do. I reckon. What do they do? I reckon they were probably Australia's best band until Tame and came along. I thought. Uh, I've definitely heard some songs now. They that that album that they released in two thousand and one. I can't remember the name of it now. It's got like kind of like these uh, architecture drawings on the front of the CD cover. Remember CDs? Mm. Remember those things? Um, <laughs> and yeah, it just. <laughs> It was just beautifully. Uh, it was sparse. It was melodic. It was epic. They were long songs. The bass was mixed very high, yeah. uh, like a like a real P bass groove. Um, mm. And the guy had a voice very similar to yours, actually. Uh, and it was one of yeah, those cool. one of those voices that didn't need to demonstrate a lot of um, like presence to have a lot of power. Does that make sense? Like your voice does. No. Yeah. Okay, that's, that, thank you for that.
1: I've definitely heard about it, Barney. Does the guy have long hair?
0: I can't remember mm-hmm. what they look like. I even remember seeing them and <laughs> probably being too drunk to remember the night, to be honest with you. But I <laughs> they used to play in and around, I used to be in Velveteen in Sydney, okay, and they were okay. sort of around when we were around. And I right. can't, and I think they used to play at the Hopetown, probably places that are no longer there, yeah. the Annandale. Um yeah. what was yeah. oh, I can't remember sorry I'm terrible with names but probably Batten Ball 2 over at Surrey Hills if that's still there yeah um, that
1: is still there I don't know if they're doing music there but they, that's still there
0: yeah. it used to be a good music venue that one there it was so close to the cricket ground as well that uh, if it was a footy game or something yeah. like that on a Sunday you know what it's like sometimes you just Hopetown was like that yeah. as well you go and watch a band on a Sunday night after watching the footy or something
1: I got the last, I got the very tail end of the Town
0: just as I was coming
1: into the Sydney scene, so like, I was glad I got, kind of got to see some gigs there. But yeah, but they didn't last too long once I started watching gigs, probably in a year maybe, but yeah. it was a great place to watch gigs. I
0: yeah. loved it there. Iconic venues, all of those ones in Sydney are iconic, but yeah. they're, they're gone or disappearing, aren't they, as far as I understand? Yeah, yeah well...
1: Um, Town has been boarded up for a long time
0: i don't know what's going on there but they're not, they' not
1: haven't put anything up there It's quite strange mm. um, and yeah there's, there's still some venues around I don't know about the Annandale that's still a thing
0: that's still going they well. revived it yeah they yeah.
1: revived it I think they changed changed the sort of style of it but um yeah yeah it's all like we're, we're putting on our own gig actually at our at our warehouse spot it seems like to good
0: on you. play yeah. play gigs yeah, well, that's yeah, that's a really um, smart way to do it. I think, particularly in Sydney, with the lockout laws and how difficult it is to get around Sydney, being costly also. Yeah. Um, if you can sort of, yeah. what sort of a gig are you're putting on? So there'll obviously be you guys there, but who who else are you is accompanying you?
1: Well, it's a launch, a soft
0: launch show for
1: this band and for Relentless. So um, we've got one other guy he's called Riordan. He records in the studio that we have there um, with Galen so he'll be opening up and then it'll be us and it's like a social kind of like a social event so oh cool Some pizza and wine
0: yeah pizza and wine yeah cool. yeah I drove uh, <laughs> I drove past a scout hall up at Nambour and I said to was it at Nambour I think it was up at Nambour anyway I I said to my sister-in-law who's about 27, 28 I said you know back in the day one of my major aims was to actually try to put in a punk rock show at a scout hall Mm. Because you used to be able to yeah. do that, but then there was all that liability shit that came yeah. in and all the rest of it, and people were pair up. And they, they just, the scout halls and the community halls just locked that stuff down. That's why that stuff stopped, I think. Right. I certainly, that was it, as yeah. it was explained to me anyway, but I would have loved to have put like a, imagine getting like a seven band punk rock bill and putting it on in a scout hall somewhere and just watching totally. the, the kids turn cool. up. The kids turn up with their beer cans and all the rest of it, and just you know, you get get some of the local rugby players to stand out as the uh, security, as long as they're on the understanding they can't hurt, anybody, of course. But man, those were the days, you know. I, I just I never want yeah. never got to put one on though.
1: Well, it's about bolos now. I think you need to play in a bolo. Maybe you can um, is that right?
0: Your, your dream,
1: yeah, I think so.
0: Well, bolos are like a... bolos. They're going out of business bowlers. It's really weird. I don't, don't know about Sydney, but up here, there's a few that have gone out of business that i never thought would. I mean, they they sell alcohol. What, what, what else do it need, yeah, does it right. need? just needs an explanation, you know? So, you know, you bowl and you drink. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good deal to me. They if you...
1: can't be bothered to mow the lawn, I think. Mean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Something like that. Yeah, oh, that's cool, yeah. But the, the warehouse idea is a really good one. Uh, getting people intimate yeah. with your stuff. It's sort of friends of friends of friends then come along. Is that the the aim yeah yeah exactly just kind of get um it'll be our
1: first gig get our first gig under our belt on home turf and um yeah just like we were we were looking around for a place to do it and we're like well, we're actually in kind of the perfect spot to do the first show um so yeah that's happening this
0: week what's Friday. the uh what suburbs it in
1: it's in chippendale
0: Chippendale, okay, gotcha. That's like in a city, isn't it? In a, in yeah. a, really in a... Next yeah. to uni of Sydney, I think, from memory. It's a fancy way of saying Redfern, I think
1: that's
0: what I've heard. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. It's a bit like that in Sydney, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, they do that a bit up here too, but yeah. Probably originated yeah. in Sydney because it all does, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's always... Uh, up here, they do that thing where they call like... So up here, there's Everton Park and Everton Hills. So you can guess which one yeah, carries right. the, the greater cachet, you know, the Hillsby, because it means you're up higher, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so they subdivide yeah. the suburbs into these two names. But I, I'm pretty sure they even share – I could be wrong, listeners, if you want to correct or who cares, whatever. But I think they've got the same <laughs> postcode. Sorry, I was just going to say they've got the same postcode, but they're called something different. But up up here too really? – Yeah, the up here too, the the very small suburb of Tenerife, which is – it's always been – just called part of New Farm Tenerife, but – Tenerife actually lobbied yeah. for its own the residents there because it's a very well-to-do area, probably a richer suburb up here, most well-off suburb, highest right. median household incomes, that sort of thing. They yeah. successfully lobbied yeah. about ten years ago to have their own postcode back, that's and great. the suburb's about that's serious business. Yeah, it is. The suburb's about ten streets wide, so if you were an out-of-towner mm. and you didn't know you're in Tenerife, you just think you're in New Farm because New Farm is that whole area. Mm. But to you yeah.
1: It's, um <laughs> it's
0: just a it's
1: interesting. M- well new farms already desire to have your own postcode.
0: Well I suppose it's just something to sort of tell people after your you know, your fourth Chardonnay, isn't it? You know, oh, I've got my own postcode now. <laughs> I'm in Tenerife. Sorry, Tenerife people.
1: Well I'm in uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I, my landlord told me I'm in um Chippendale and the Google Maps tells me I'm in Darlington. I don't know I don't know. Where the hell am I, man? I'm I'm completely
0: confused. <laughs> yeah, it's, But, yeah. I, it's fancy. It's fancy Redfern, basically. Fancy Redfern, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Look, uh, Sydney Uni, Sydney Uni. That's in Redfern, isn't it? Or you get off at Redfern, don't you? It, yeah. You get off at Redfern. Yeah, basically, there. basically Redfern. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's massive. It goes all the way down to Camperdown. But it's um, it's it's in Sydney, right? So a you know a bed sit probably costs two million dollars or something, does it? If you're gonna buy it. You're... Yeah, probably. It's ridiculous. You know? It's so it's been yeah. so weird to see that in Sydney, see the properties prices go haywire like they have. And yeah. areas that to be frank aren't that crash hot have two million, three million to four million dollar houses or what have you. It's like who's who's buying these places? Yeah. It's like the area is, you know, there's. Why would you do it? Four million dollars when you could move up here and probably buy something the equivalent for six hundred thousand.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm I no idea. Um, I'm not in that position yet. So,
0: yeah, it's, <laughs> we'll it's, see. yeah I think
1: it's, we, I like the area. Don't get me wrong; it's a nice place to live. But yeah, the houses are very expensive.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a proximity to, to the CBD. Uh, I remember looking about yeah. oh, fifteen years ago at maybe buying a. 14 years ago, whatever, buying a place there in Sydney, but in Sydney CBD, a unit and that's when you could buy a two bedroom right. one and I thought at the time, you'll laugh at this, at the time it was $500,000 for a two bedroom unit in the CBD yeah. with a car park and I thought, no, that's way too much, they'll come down and now they're worth well over a million, no doubt. But, you yeah, know, oh, who, who has a crystal ball?
1: <laughs> no, no, I have one friend that got in, he got in early um, and he's uh, he, he, pretty happy, happy about that
0: <laughs> well let's let's talk about the music again so you got this single uh, you and you, you mentioned I didn't it didn't escape me before you haven't played bit together before in terms of live yet so this is your first show so what are you padding yeah. out the rest of the set with
1: so it's a three piece at the moment um, valley under the three of us um, and then I have another friend also that contributes um, bass and guitars um, he's not playing this good but this weekend it'll be it'll be piano and um, be piano and synth mish plays together and then Adam plays percussion and drums and i play guitars sweet um and i've got a bass
0: pedal a <laughs> uh, bass pedal <laughs>
1: well. cool
0: is that like... at bottom bottom end Okay, yeah. I was going to say something smart, like you're using a Taurus bass pedal by Moog or something like that, or have you just got something to you've answered the question, you know, give you a bit of an octave below. Yeah, it's an octave. It's like a it's like a boss octave pedal. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, and and in terms yeah, of in terms of the songs though, is you, tell me about the set list you got planned.
1: Um, well, so we've, we're a brand new band, right? We've all played in, in different sort of acts, um, and we kind of got together. I don't know. Just pretty spontaneously, Galen and I started um, recording, and then Mish came in. Um, so we've been working on just songs in the studio for quite a while. So we've got a, quite a good um, catalog going. But now we're talking about playing live. It's kind of changing um, the whole feel of the band. Really, mm. um, we're just like we're starting to become a proper band. You know? we have rehearsing rehearsing mm. a lot, and um, yeah. So yeah, well we we'll play sort of. Six or seven songs to start with. Yep, um, and they're all brand, you know, brand new to everyone, besides Relentless, of course. Um, right. But you know, we're just we would hopefully just release a couple of songs, more songs this year, um, and probably a longer played thing next year. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Can we expect you That's up? This, where are you expecting to come up here for a tour or to go to Melbourne for some shows?
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll be going um, to Melbourne at this point. It's looking like September. Um, so yeah, we're yeah, basically now we're just locking in, locking in dates. I think we'll probably play a bit more in Sydney, July, August, and then I think by September we'll be starting to branch out to the big, big bad Australia, mm. big bad Australian scene.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you go down well up here, based on this track, mate. You'd go down well yeah. in front of audiences here in the valley, in particular. You know, or um, yeah. club, um, or out at Kenmore. I just know it as the, the venue out there at Kenmore, but anyway, you'd. There are some really good venues that I think you'd be wonderfully suited to. You know, you got that. You got that cool. whole um, that whole Friday night chill vibe about you guys going on. So if that can happen, man, do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of the idea. It's what I've always done in my other band as well, kind of just been. On the road, so um, yeah, I think yeah, around September we'll start branching out. I I might hit you up for a good venue. Yeah,
0: no, reach out, man. Yeah, it's no dramas at all. Um, when I release a podcast episode, man, I'll just text you my details anyway. I got your number here, so uh, if you need to, mate. Yeah, there's some good there's some good promoters up here actually, and good agents. Pushworth, okay, Mick at Pushworth. Um, I've put the guys from um, Fox and Kings in touch with him. Uh, about a year ago or so, and oh, nice. they, I wasn't able to see them, unfortunately. Just so busy with everything, kids, life, you know yeah. how it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I swear to God, I don't. I, I get out bugger all to go and watch shows, and it, it annoys me sometimes because I, I'd, I'd love to see yeah. so many of the great artists that I interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: I know what it's like, but I'm trying to get to more more
0: shows actually at
1: the moment. Mm. Um, but yeah. It's, it's, it's still inspiring when so you see a good
0: show hey tell me tell me about how do you balance everything because if you want to play and tour and well not so much tour but you know just go and play some shows elsewhere and well, music's obviously a, a deep passion of yours what do you do for a day job balancing everything else out
1: I do I go um, so I do a little bit of uh, work for the studio that my brother works in like I just help out on a desk um, and I do a bit of care work as well on the side, and that helps me pay the rent when I'm, you know, not making money from shows and stuff.
0: Yeah, pardon my ignorance, um, but what's uh, what's care work? Care work, like looking after, um,
1: it can be looking after anyone really, but in my case, it's like uh, brain
0: damaged uh-huh. patients. Okay, I thought it might have been yeah. that, but yeah, no, I thought it might have been also assisting the uh, elderly, that sort of a thing as well. It's a uh, it's a big thing up here to try. Yeah, to get it, people. it is that too. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. You got a lot of patience. Then, I take. I take it.
1: Um, No, I just work in one house. There's kind of like nine, nine people that I work with. Um, mm. But you know, you mainly end up working with a couple of them. Um, but I just found that was a good, like, a, it's a really good gig to match with music because, or well, for one, I can play sometimes play music, there and yeah, just it's not like too too tied to, to an office or anything. Um you know? Which is helpful. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that is helpful. I uh, I don't think after my many years at Telstra, I could ever go back into working in a corporate corporation style environment in an office in a cubicle. Um, They are very strange places at the best of times. Yeah,
1: yeah, it can get a bit funny. I think Um, I'm pretty naturally like active person, I guess. Hmm. as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so, cool.
1: uh, yeah, I, I find jobs that are like that that match that. You know, even build a bit of building here and there and whatever, like you do the artist thing where you do a million different jobs, juggle a million different jobs in two bands and um yeah <laughs> whatever you can, can do really. But yeah, I quite like what I'm doing at the moment, which is
0: which is nice. Yeah it sounds it sounds to me like as though you've got a sense of purpose and mission about your life.
1: Oh absolutely like um yeah, no, absolutely. I like to write, um, and you need to be living to do that. I think,
0: mm. you know,
1: um, yeah, and also you just you reach a certain point where you, you realize that that's now. You know, you need to do what you, it, it takes now mm. um, to do that. So, yeah, but yeah, I'm always looking for looking for ways to, um, you know, like balance it better. I guess, you know. Mm. Um, it can be hard when you Yeah. you want to do music all the time and um but also at a certain point you want to break from that break from that too. And there's more to the world. Um helps you losing yourself up your own crack, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Travel yeah. travel's a good uh, mediator in that regard, I think. And uh I mean yeah. you you've got you've got some exposure there to so, uh some people that have that are don't have uh you know the fortune that a lot of people have got, put it that way, you know, so you get a lot of perspective and context yeah. from that and that always aids and assists i think in the creative process. I think it gives you sharp focus because it means yeah. that you're you're very grateful for the gifts that you've got
1: no, it's true, and like and then you know it's funny like these a lot of these guys are really funny and inspiring, so that that sort of helps I guess like i probably i hit a certain point in my life where I was just a bit of a brat, you know. <laughs> um, and then this, this definitely has helped me kind of open my eyes. Mm. Yeah, but I'm dude. still a
0: bit of a brat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, like the, I like the video as well, you know, uh, the, uh, the yeah. whole mattress thing. Can you talk about the concept there? Because yeah. that was – Yeah. I mean, it's, it's – because when you listen to the song, as I had a few times and then found you a video on Facebook – I didn't, yeah. in a very positive sense. I say this like okay, I wasn't expecting it to video to be like that. It's actually really, really well done. It's professionally executed. But, Thank the, you. but the theme Thank is you very well. much. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, it's it's all there. You're doing yeah. all of the things that I think bands need to do. And, you know, it's so important to have video on Facebook because I'm a, I'm a mature student at university again and uh, I'm doing social yeah. media, majoring in social media, journalism degree in social media. Okay. You know? But on Facebook, it's all right. about video and you've got a wonderful video to attract people to you, you know, and to keep you keep you yeah. on your Facebook page when you get there. So, sorry, after all of that and after yeah. I asked my initial question, can you tell me about the theme that's, yeah, that's yeah, through yeah, the video? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we kind of so that's my brother actually playing um, the lead role in that. Ah, right. That, um, that script, and we met well, Mish actually, uh, the key player. When we were talking about putting a video together, mm. was um, he's like, I know this Chilean uh, girl who uh, he met her at a gig, I think. And he's like, she does she does film. She also does music, but she does film we're like okay we'll meet her and then we got her into um a room basically galen uh, mish and i and uh, barbara were talking and um it turned into just like we just bounced off each other and made up came came up with this concept um and then barbara took it away and like actually wrote the script and she just had this idea of, of like two two brothers um that were sort of uh reflections of each other and and al- al- alternate versions of each other, and whether that was you know mes- potentially just one version of myself you know hmm. um, as well but that's up, open to interpretation but yeah kind of kind of um uh, fighting over where they 've ended up in their life um, I think we even had a subtext of a story um, about uh someone being to go to New Zealand to look after their um, sick mother, and they were fighting over that, oh, you know. But good. then it turned into this whole, whole other thing. But it, it just, um, uh, yeah, it was really fun to make. And now I look at it almost in a completely different, a different light. I, I see it like, um, I see it like as like a transformation video or something. Um, it's probably my my reading of it now. A video about transformation.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I lo- I love the use of the mattress too. That was really unexpected there toward the end. After that, you know, the, the punching, using it as a punching bag, and, and yeah. <laughs> the, the painting. I mean, it's very it's very symbolic, and it's it can it's sort of open to interpretation, but at the same time, it's really suggestive of a few things, you know, just that inner frustration yeah. that we no, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, and it's and and the <laughs> the way it slides into the the water. So the mattress slides into the water. Yeah, how did you not get it to sink? Yeah, <laughs> so I was thinking, I'm looking at thinking, oh, that's going under. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We've got it. It's actually on like a, like I guess, what do you like a ramp kind of situation. So yeah. it's like sort of, sort of like resting on this ramp. You can't really see it, um, but yeah, we, we didn't have too long to shoot that scene, <laughs> so it was kind of in and out. Um, and it was the last scene, so we we're just like we we're just like okay let's just do it let's just you know let's just mess it up and um yeah that's probably my favorite favorite shot in the clip actually right there at the end Mm. um i know a few people have thought different things like oh that's heavy like oh was it did he was it about you know suicide or whatever that's not what i it's not how i read it but Mm.
0: um oh god i didn't read that into it either yeah
1: Yeah. no i didn't read into into that but a few people have just had different kind of takes on it, which is, I guess that we left it open, you know, in that, Hmm. in that regard. Um, but yeah, the mattress is definitely metaphoric. Um, like it's definitely references a few different things. Yeah. Um, What is it? Your, your, your
0: dreams or whatever, whatever you want to be. Um, well, you know, they talk yeah, about. So that,
1: was, that was cool to do that clip.
0: You know, they talk about hitting the mattress, right? It's a saying, isn't it? You know, when you go to sleep, you hit the mattress. Yeah. I thought it might have been a reference to that. Yeah. You know, hitting the mattress is sort of, you know, the same way that sleep ex- helps exercise some things, so does punching the mattress.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, and, and with the, the colours on yeah. it were very suggestive of a dreamscape. I thought, and and, and I think yeah, the other absolutely. thing I thought was, how the hell are you going to clean all of that up? <laughs> you know, with all of the stuff <laughs> on the, the ground that I could see there. You just hose it away.
1: You just what you do is you get the mattress, <laughs> you put it in the ute, and you drive it to your dad's building site, and you say, "Dad, can you put this in the skip for me?" <laughs> and that's that's it. You're done with it. Oh,
0: you're done. You cactus. Yeah, no worries. It's sorted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well there's a lot of thought that's gone into it. I think it's great that you got the one the one song in market. It's very from the sounds of things, very yeah. representative of who you guys are and the other music that you'll be creating. You got this really well done yeah. video. Um there's yeah. there's a lot going on for you and it's it, the other thing too, man, it strikes me as though you you're prepared to just you just prepared to give this the time that it needs too. You're going to let it base for a little bit rather yeah. than trying to force things through when you're doing things the right way by inviting your friends and friends of friends along to a warehouse gig and putting on some food and some bevvies or what have you and just sort of creating yeah. a bit of a community. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's what you need at the
0: beginning, you know, and like just we need it. We need it
1: as much as what we're giving and, um, yeah, like we've, we've already had a lot of support um, from our inner circle and, yeah, like you want it to be fun, right? It needs to be fun. So yeah, and yeah, I can, we're trying
0: to we're trying to harvest that. I don't like you, mate. You sound like a lifer, like me, mate. I couldn't tell you how many bands I've been in, but I can almost tell you there's only been one or two that have been genuinely fun. Included the one I'm in at the moment yeah. is one of them, you know. And but prior to yeah. that, there's always some bullshit going on, or somebody somewhere, and people who aren't yeah. musicians or aren't in bands they don't understand how difficult it is to get four people in the same room and actually get them rowing in the same direction musically
1: oh it's crazy like you i I wonder how the band any band stays together, you know um and that's sort of also I guess the magic to it when they do you know mm. um it's kind of like how the hell out of that what's happening there you know <laughs> like you guys obviously are really into what you're doing <laughs> there's obviously something going on um. So, yeah, yeah. So this has
0: been cool. This has been a really cool project. Mm, that's great. Well, this, is, uh, this has been a wonderful chat, mate. I've really appreciated it. I don't know if we've sort of gone all over the map, but that's good, man. That's what I love to do, <laughs> with these sorts of things. You know, they're meant yeah, to be conversations about whatever we feel like talking about. You've got this really good song here, as I've yeah. already mentioned. Congratulations on it again. And I guess my final question is, if you're comfortable with everything we've spoken about, because I certainly am, I'll just release it, mate, and send you the yeah. link via text.
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah, go for
0: it. Looking yeah. forward to it. Wicked. All right. Well, that was a good chat, mate. Good luck with everything. Okay, and if, you oh, yeah. if you you after, Thank if you want so to, much. if you need some help with a venue up here or something like that, I don't, I don't own a venue myself or um, what have you. But the, I'm good with yeah, yeah. the agents, mate. If you need any help with an agent, just let me know. No, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll definitely get you named us. That'd be really helpful. Yeah. Sweet. No worries. Okay, man. Thanks for that. No worries, brother. All the best with it. I'll speak to you soon. You sure. too. Okay. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was Jordan Wilson from the Sydney Act, Valley Onda. Thanks so much for listening.